You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, today what I want to do is I want to give you a stern warning to think about your future, your future, and the importance of living for God each and every day. I was reminded of these truths as I'm reading through this week, Lamentations, and the Hebrew word for Lamentations and translated really how. Uh, Jeremiah the prophet is questioning. It's in Latin translated a funeral funeral dirge. It's a book of mourning, grief, uh, lamentation, of course, because the Israelites are going through a hard and difficult situation. And what they're doing is receiving consequences for their sins. Uh, they're really uh, too often for us, I think, we ignore or underplay what Romans 6.23 says. And that says the wages of sin is death is death. Uh, And in this book, we see that the people of God receive God's discipline and the wage of sin as God uses Babylon to discipline them. Uh, One commentary said about this book, two facts stand out in this book. The nation had sinned and deserved chastising and God was the one chastising them. Uh, We have to understand and remember Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that God disciplines those he loves. People like you and me, believers, when we fall into sin, Uh, He wants us to mature and to grow and to build our character and not go down the path of destruction. And so he corrects us. He disciplines us. He uh, lets us uh, reap our, 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 the seed that we've sown and the nation and us at times needs God's love in this way to actually discipline us. So we're not deceived by sin. You see, God had warned the nation and he warns you and I continually about walking in sin and not doing that. But the nation committed great idolatry, turning their back against God in disobedience. Both Jeremiah the prophet at that time who wrote Lamentations, and even before that, Isaiah warned the people during this time not to worship false idols and trust in the nations instead of the Lord. Uh, And even Moses, as we're studying in Exodus, through that great covenant in Exodus, Mount Sinai, and Deuteronomy, um, man, he warns the people, don't go into sin. Don't worship idols. Don't trust back into your slavery. Uh, we find this truth even in Second Chronicles chapter 26, where uh, King um, Zedekiah listened, didn't listen um, to Jeremiah. If he had listened, the people, the city, the temple, they would be saved because of God's mercy. But the king trusted in allies instead of the Lord, and he sinned directly against the commands of the Lord. And so Lamentations is really a response to that. Jerusalem had become become unclean, like a harlot shamefully exposed. And so as you start reading Lamentations, Jeremiah the prophet, he starts mourning over this sin. That's the reality that we should have when it comes to sin, mourning over it. And as I was reading chapter 1, verse 9 stood out to me. Uh, it says this, her speaking of Israel, her uncleanliness was in her skirts. She took no thought of her future. Therefore, her fall is terrible. She had no comforter. O Lord, behold my affliction, for the enemy has triumphed. Now, this is sort of a shocking language. Uh, her uncleanliness was in her skirts. Uh, but it's trying to teach us uh, the, the crasp absurdity that it is to abandon the Lord and to trust idols. Uh, again, Warren Wiersbe, as I was reading through his devotional or his commentary, he said this, instead of trusting uh, the Lord, Judah had trusted many lovers and friends. 
the heathen nations out um a lot allied with her um but they had failed her and now she was forsaken judah had not turned to other nations for help uh had not only turned to other nations for help but she worshiped their gods the nation had been married to jehovah at mount sinai so the lord considered her actions the equivalent of adultery she had rejected the lord her allies had abandoned her and therefore she had no comfort there was a great fall no comfort for her and now the price was very high for her sin can you pause and can you realize and can you make sure you understand this there is a price for sin there is no comfort there will be a great fall in your pride it and it says that this happened because she took no thought about her future or that greek or hebrew word future means her end she didn't think about her future her end Israel wasn't thinking about her future as she was sinning and now is reaping her sin as Jeremiah laments. And it made me think about how important it is for you and I to live and think about our future, not just to give in today's fleshly desires or be tempted by sin today, but to really guard ourselves by thinking about our future. Our faith in God today really does affect and impact our future. And we need to be thinking and processing about it. We need to be thinking about our end to help us combat and fight off sin today. Maybe this is why the Bible teaches us so much um, to be heavenly minded, uh, to remember our future hope and to live for God in the here and now with the end in mind. God doesn't want us suffering from our sin, but having a glorious future in him in obedience and being blessed. And so I thought there'd be sim three simple application points for us today to remind us to think about our future. And one is this, we are called to die to our flesh daily. Uh, we are called to die to our flesh daily. If we're going to think about our future, we got to think about the things we could do today, every single day. And one of those things that Jesus called us to do is die to our flesh, to be a fighter. It's a constant fight and struggle to turn from your flesh, from sinful ways. But Jesus tells us to fight, to die to ourselves daily. And that's actually have a great and bright future or an end. And when we do, this glorious future will bless us as we follow the Lord. Let me just ask you a question, application. Are you fighting today? Did you fight? Are you consistently resisting temptation and the sin that you so can get so easily tangled up in? Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 25 says, And Jesus said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? It is a daily fight to obey God. We need to understand that, but we need to fight. But we have understanding that we have a calling to live in holiness and obedience and that it is worth it in the end. So we could think about that. We need to think about our future so we don't fall into sin. The second thing that we've been called to is not just to die to our flesh, but we've been called to sow good seed, devoted to good works. We need to remember this basic principle in life. You reap what you sow. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8 talk about this, that our actions today have a great impact in our lives tomorrow. And so it would be wise for us to sow good seed, to reap good fruit. What are some things that God has called you today that you could focus on today? You know, when you do good things, it helps you fight against doing bad things. You're filling up your time sowing good seed. We just don't 
uh, try not to do bad things, but we are called to do good things with our lives. Again, Jesus would say in Luke chapter six, verse 37 and 38, judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will not be forgiven uh, or forgive and you will be forgiven. It will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. You reap what you sow. And we need to think about our future by sowing good seed today. Practical application, deny your flesh daily. Don't do some things. Do some good things. Sow some good seed. And then lastly, I would say for this, uh, don't just don't do and uh, try not to not do good, uh, bad things and do good things. But third thing is this, uh, probably the most important thing. We've been called to live for God. Uh, we've been called for live for God. If we want to think about our future, we want to think about living for God today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. Let us remember that we will all give an account to God. We need to live for him today with the life that he has given us um, to have a great future. And we need to give thanks for that calling, the gifts and the, the energy and everything that he's given us. We must remember to include God in our daily lives and live for him. He is Lord and we will stand before him one day. Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Our words and our life matter how we present our bodies as living sacrifice unto the Lord. As we worship and praise Jesus today, it will have a direct impact in and on our future. And so I bring up all this just to have you think about your future, your end. This is a very important thing that the Bible tells us to think about. Because as the Israelites forgot about their future and their God, there was devastating effects. They fell into sin and it wasn't good for them. And the same is true with you and I. But we can learn from these Israelite sinful ways and live for God today. Deny our flesh, sow good seed. And you know what? We will be blessed. So I pray this blesses you today. Continue to think about your future. Pray about it and ask God for help in fighting against sin. There is real realities of walking against God and disobedience, but praise God. He loves us enough to correct us, to remind us, to give us his word so that we know his path. And as we humble ourselves and live for him, we will be blessed. God bless you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you in the next devotional video.